If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold. Yeah, welcome Bravehearts. You know, I know how difficult it can be to go through life without your knowing your purpose. And I know what a great joy it is to find your purpose and to live it. At Bravehearts Radio, we're at our best when we're helping others to find that genuine voice within themselves. Uh, today, we're going to talk about unlocking the leader within with Rosie Zelinskas. She's a career progression expert, good friend of mine. She's been on the show before. And, um, you know, I reckon we, uh, we have to know where we're going before we can uh, expect others to uh, be inspired to follow us uh, as leaders, right? Welcome, Rosie. Yeah. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. Yeah, it's it's always good to see you. Um, you're, you're, if you want to connect with Rosie, you can connect with uh, with her through uh, her website is 19stages.com. That's the number 19stages.com or rosie at 19stages.com. That's uh, that's a good uh, email to connect with you, right? Yes, it is. So what what's new? Gosh, you know, <laughs> there's always new stuff, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because we're talking about unlocking the leader within. But mm-hmm. the one thing that I wanted to talk to you about a little bit is the pause. You know, yeah. I had talked about this a little bit previously. And, you know, we both attended the Catalina retreat. Yeah. It was even more to the point of pausing. Mm-hmm. And unlocking the leader within, you know, talks about really trying to figure out how to get to that next step in your career, whether Mm -hmm. it's another, maybe a promotion within the same company or worst case scenario, completely changing companies or changing careers altogether. It could be a variety of things. But I really feel that in this day and age, we're all going so fast. Mm -hmm. We're not really taking the time to pause. And so, as you well know, I've taken a couple of weeks just to pause. And Mm -hmm. it's it's been really refreshing. And I think uh, it's one of the one of the things that we talked about as far as uh, radical mindfulness yeah. in the retreat, because so often we're so busy thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, that we really don't take the time to enjoy whatever we're doing. And yeah. I think that's one thing that uh, that warrants a conversation because we're constantly going at 100 miles an hour, you know, thinking about tomorrow, next week and the next projects and we don't really get to enjoy today. So yeah. I would like to know what you think about that. <laughs> well, it, you know, what's, what's really remarkable is um, it, on my, my, my show notes here, I, I have a uh, you know, website, uh, 19stages.com, uh, email rosie at 19stages.com. The next two words are the pause. <laughs> and um, it, it, it's, um, you and I were, uh, were at the, uh, the, the Catalina virtual retreat um, at uh, Catalina Retreat Center in uh, in near Machu Picchu, Peru, uh, I was I, I I find myself plugging things in the show all the time, and and we're going to Peru, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, uh, we're going to uh, be leading a group to uh, Machu Picchu in September, and then in December, uh, more about that later. Uh, but the thing that I remember most from the the, the weekend was. Uh, when when Daniel said, um, "If your calendar looks like it did a year ago, you haven't learned a thing." Exactly. And I I thought, oh my god, you know, I I, I think well, obviously my calendar looks different than it does a year ago. A year ago, I had coffee, 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 coffee. And now I have Zoom, 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 Zoom. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely so, right. Uh, I suppose it was a little over a year ago when it was that you know constantly running around to meetings, but it, it's it's been it's been a lot of that. And, and one of the things that I that I do love to do is when I make a connection on on LinkedIn, for example, I do a lot of connecting on LinkedIn, and um, I learned something from JD Gershbein um, a, a while back, and and it was the idea that when we connect with somebody. Let's have a conversation. So I, I do that. I, I, I connect with, with, uh, with uh, an individual that I meet on, on LinkedIn or elsewhere. 
And then I set up a, a conversation and it seems like I always want to get going on a project with someone, mm-hmm. with people. It's like, okay, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. And um, uh, over the Easter weekend, I did the idea hierarchy retreat, uh, yes. you know, personal retreat for that. And I, I, I realized that more than half of my ideas, I went into the weekend with over 300 ideas that I had brainstormed over, over the period of a couple of weeks before that. Um, over half of those ideas are things that I want to outsource to someone else, mm-hmm. um, virtual right. assistant or have someone come in and take care of that. But a lot, a lot of those things are, um, you know, we find ourselves on, um, I, I guess, I don't know if you call it a treadmill or, you know, we're uh, the, the, the hamster wheel, you know, yes, or whatever, where, you know, we're, we're, it, it's, you got, uh, the other thing Daniel said that that was so good for, in my mind was, was are you busy, are are you are you productive, or are you just busy? And I think one of the things that, um, for me, the, the the pause has helped me say, oh, you know what? There are things that I do well, or that I used to do well that I need to get back to that are right. foundational, and a lot of them have to do with the radio show and and the uh, uh, the work that we're doing here at Brave Brave Hearts Radio. Um, what, what about you? Is that, is, is that a feeling that you have too? Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, talking about the pause, one of the things that I've been trying to work on is to control, you know, my thoughts and my mindset. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we talked about Radical Mindfulness, which is, you know, a book that Daniel Gutierrez has. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I've been working on lately that has really helped me stay more in the present is to control the way my mind reacts from between, from the time that I experience a stimulus to mm-hmm. my reaction. Oh. So that like, you know, it could be a millisecond or it could be a second or whatever, but I've really been noticing that I'm just trying to let go of all of the all of the conversation that goes in my head from the time that I see the stimulus to the time that I notice the reaction. Mm-hmm. And that's another way that I'm not just, you know, kind of almost clearing my calendar, but also thinking about how I am reacting to whatever stimulus I'm experiencing. And I think that's pretty powerful yeah. because sometimes I find myself uh, sometimes I'm arguing something that I don't really care about. And I'm like, well, why am I even arguing about that? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, it's not even, I, I don't think we as human beings do it on a conscious level that you see that you're arguing or you know you're arguing to argue. You're you're not even yeah. really noticing your thoughts. And I think the pause is pretty critical because it's going to help us to stay in the present moment mm-hmm. and stop arguing about things that we don't really care about and try to yeah. focus on things that we do. So I think it's, it's, um, it's definitely something that I've been practicing on a daily basis and it's really helped me to stay more in the present. And so things like just feeling your body, feeling mm-hmm. your breath, you know, and kind of really noticing your thoughts. So. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask is, is when you say you, you've been noticing on a daily basis, up any particular practices that you have for that? You know, it's something, it's something so simple that I, you know, get out of my head and I just look around and what am I experiencing? What's happening? Sometimes, you know, I have my, my uh, dog, I have a, a mini golden doodle who is six years old. His name is Oakley. And sometimes he's like vying for my attention and I'm so busy in my head that I, when I turn around and notice, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's asking me to pet him or he's like mm-hmm. wanting me to give him treats or whatever. And I, it's just literally opening your eyes to whatever is happening around you mm-hmm. instead of, you know, being in your head all the time. And I think, you know, we're living in the future. Most of us are living in the future and we're not really taking the time to enjoy our present. And, and I think that's a real problem for us. So, yeah, living in the future or living in the past, you know, that the um, um, the the uh, emotion, I guess, it's an emotion or the feeling of regret. Yeah. And, um, you know, re- regret is important in my mind. If if it's something and say, you know what, I, I, I don't want to make that mistake again. Exactly. Then, you know, to, to be aware of something and say, I'm not going to I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to drive off that cliff again, you know, um, but to uh, to uh, to um, uh you know, to get to the idea that no, no matter where you go, there you are. Um, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> or the same thing with guilt, right? Guilt is pretty much the other side of the coin, the coin of regret. It's mm-hmm. when you feel guilty, it's something that happened in the past and you're experiencing it over and over in your mind. And the thing is that the mind is so powerful that you experience those feelings that mm-hmm. you had during that specific circumstance. So, you know, again, I think it's it's a matter of us trying to... Uh, I wouldn't say control, but manage our thoughts a little bit better because um, it's really hard for people to notice their thoughts all the time, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a practice. You know, it's, it's pretty much like anything else. Once that's you the, start doing it, then it gets a little bit easier. So that's, yeah. that's what I've been practicing on, you know, and working on lately. I think, yeah, when I think of radical mindfulness, I think of the idea of uh, being mindful of being mindful. Yes. And, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, um, uh, because, because, you know, mindfulness is, 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 um, is, is something that has become more, more of a thing, if, if that makes sense. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I find I, I need to, I, I need to pause yes. and then, and then, uh, you know, work on being mindful. Uh, speaking of pauses, we'll be going to break here in, uh, in just a moment. And um, I want folks to remember that uh, you can sponsor Bravehearts Radio for as little as $280 a week. And you're not just promoting your business. And you're not just uh, promoting your cause. You're making lives better for the kids and families served by Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. BraveheartsforKids.org. Okay, so stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds after these very important messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reingold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. Because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the mission gets accomplished. And uh, we, we are planning a couple trips uh, to Machu Picchu in September and December this year. You can check these out at the new uh, BraveHeartsAdventures.org. MachuPichu.BraveHeartsAdventures.org. Vacations with purpose. And uh, like that... Uh, uh, my guest today is uh, Rosie Zelinskas, and uh, you know, after I just get done uh, reading off uh, Machu Picchu dot BraveheartsAdventures dot org, I say Rosie's got uh, her website is nineteen stages dot com. Man, that makes a lot of sense to have a have a have a you know right down to it uh, website like that. Um, yes, absolutely. And I looked at the site; it's it's really looking good. 
Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I see. I see. You have a lot of video, and uh, you're you're doing a lot more video now. Yeah. Yes, I am. I am doing a lot more video, which is kind of fun. It's a lot of work, though, but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot of fun, and it's an easy way to you know throw out a little bit of uh, information out and onto LinkedIn or the various social platforms, and that works out really well. Mm-hmm. Are are you uh, um, uh, for the most part? Do you? Um, uh, present an idea or are you I, I, I saw there's one where you're um, you're on stage and, oh yeah so yeah. Uh, the stage one is I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the moth the moth is a storytelling oh, yeah. platform online yeah and so I did something similar at um, the people tree which is an organization in Naperville Illinois mm-hmm. And so I did my, basically my origin story, like growing up. And so I, I actually did a storytelling back in February and I got it right under the pandemics when oh, the yeah. pandemic started. So it was like February 22nd. So I literally, you know, uh, did it, but that was a lot of fun. And so as far as the video, so like, for example, last month in March, it was Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. So I was able to highlight a few women. So I did uh, Madame Curie, I did Jane Goodall, um, I did a few other people. And so basically, I talked a little bit about their life and how they, whatever they did impacted the world today. Mm -hmm. And what you can take from each of them. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, a lot of resilience, a lot of persistence. And of course, um, you know, one of the big things is to try to use the people or the women that came before us because so many women have paved the way for us now. Mm-hmm. And even though there's, there has been so much work done, we still have so much more work to do. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I'm trying to do is trying to teach women, you know, to make sure that they're advocating for themselves, especially in the workplace, mm-hmm. and especially those young women that don't know that they need to advocate for themselves, that they need to use your voice, you know, their yeah. voice to, to, you know, say whatever they need. And more importantly, and we've talked about this, you know, a number of times on the show, but you know, something as simple as applying for a position. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of what I teach is that women sometimes may not even be aware that they're holding themselves back yeah. by not taking action. So that's the key there. Yeah. They they don't need to be 100% ready for the advancement in order to uh, uh, proceed with their uh, with their advancement, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a work in progress. But interestingly enough, you know, the statistic that we've talked about in the past, you know, with Hewlett Packard doing their, uh, the survey of their workforce, many men tend to apply for a position uh, having 60% of their skills or the mm-hmm. skills of the job requirement. Whereas women typically wait till they have 100% of the skills. And so it's almost like, we women, we discount ourselves from the position before we even apply. So we, we're not mm-hmm. even giving ourselves a chance. So, so, so you have 100% of the skills. I have about 60% of the skills. Does that make us equals then? Is that, <laughs> I wish. Is that no, that gender disparity is a whole other, you know, we could do an entire show on gender disparity. By yeah, itself. no, it, that, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I make light. But uh, a, a serious topic, and I know that you're you're doing some some really terrific work in that area. Thank um, you, thank you very much. Helping, yeah. uh, well, the, you know, one of the one of the numbers I remember you and I talked about a long, long time ago uh, was I, I think by t- it, it'll take till 2094 or something like that until uh, men's and women's wages are. Um, yes, it, are it's like uh, twenty. Um, it's like twenty one, like a hundred years from now. It's like. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to basically between 95 and 100 years from now, that's when the gender disparity is going to start closing. Now, obviously, there's um, a uh, the consulting firm, the McKinsey consulting firm Hmm. that does all kinds of studies worldwide. And uh, so that's where that number came from. Yeah. And it depends on the country, because obviously, uh, third world countries take longer but uh, I, I do hear that Iceland is actually doing well as far as trying to close the gender disparity gap. So mm-hmm. kudos to Iceland. So, you know, well, are there, are there any places where, where women uh, are, are paid better than men? Well, like I said, Iceland is definitely one place. The gender disparity yeah. is still there because okay. I think they're like 
86, 86 percent, you mm-hmm. know, they've closed the, the gender gap like 86 percent, meaning that they still have another 14 percent to make it equal. But Iceland is the number one country that has done really well at paying the equal or at least trying to pay equal money um, for uh, salary for men and women. Very cool. I guess let's I'll, I'll go on the record and say Iceland is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's my little line. rim shot? Where's my little rim shot drum? Boom boom. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, somebody said I don't. I, you know, as 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 goofy as I am most of the time, I'm not very funny on the show. You know, so maybe I try to insert a little bit more humor in here. So. Um, <laughs> But that you know that uh, that uh, people tree gig in Nap- Naperville that was a that was a pretty cool opportunity for you there. Yes, it was. Yeah. Are, and, are, is anything like that coming back around anytime soon? Actually, they are going to do a couple of events in the summer, but it's going to be mm-hmm. outdoors. So okay. they would actually hold them at the Empire Restaurant right downtown Naperville. Cool. It was a really nice venue, but uh, of course they're not they're not doing anything until the summer, and it's all going to be outdoors. So I'm yeah. actually keeping tabs on when they're actually going to going to do that because they usually would have eight storytellers during the evening, mm-hmm. and you would get to have dinner and you know kind of hang out. So it was yeah. really fun. Yeah, that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still looking forward to the time when we are able to get back and do that type of thing. But it seems to me that there, there are things that we've learned over the last year about uh, about working online, about uh, connecting, and and about making the world smaller um, by by the connectivity that we have. That we're not returning entirely to the way things were. Yeah, well, my company, uh, I work for an insurance company, and they are closing offices pretty much, you know, all over the the world because it's a global company. So my office has been closed permanently, and we're going to be able to go to uh, another office once in a while, but Mm -hmm. we don't have a permanent office. And so many corporations are doing that these days, you know, so people are really finding, uh, trying to find that balance between connecting with people, you know, mm-hmm. being home and, yeah. uh, and working. And I think the work itself is fine. Mm-hmm. It's the connections that we still have to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, and, and you and I have spent some time together um, um, b- before we started doing everything online, but yes. I, you know, I, I have uh, um, people that I consider very good friends that I have never met in person. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know that there's, well, I imagine there's probably been times like that in the past, but, you know, thinking about my, my grandfather's times when he, when, when he came from Romania a hundred years ago, and I don't think there was even a question of, you know, when are you coming home, son? You know, right. it, you know, he was, uh, he, he came to us as a young man and, and if they wrote back and forth, you know, it would have been it would have been at least weeks and probably months between letters. Yeah. Um, well, it cracks me up because some, you know, some of the old shows, especially like, you know, stuff like Little House on the Prairie, they'd be like, it's going to take me three days to get there. And they're like six miles away, you know, but it was the terrain and, you know, all the yeah. complexity of how you actually would, you know, get the horses there and the carriage and stuff like that. So, yeah, we don't have that problem now. We have the opposite problem, like all the emails coming at once, all at the same time, and they don't stop. Yeah. Well, I know you know, and I, I, I was, uh, I was your, uh, your wingman. One of my favorite roles is, uh, is the, the wingman role, um, and, and I, I think of that as, uh, as part of the, uh, uh, the mission specialist. You know, I, I, I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the job gets done. Um, and uh, you had a you had a program. I I got a couple of really good takeaways from that, and one was uh, regarding email. Oh yeah, so I did a. Per- and by the way, you're an excellent wingman, Brian. So thank oh, you. Thank for you. Doing that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one of the other things that uh, I've been talking about, and I actually did a video a video series on this as well, is having a really good productivity strategy. Mm-hmm. So I have a few, you know, that mm-hmm. I that I talk about, but there's a couple that are really key. And like the one that you're talking about with email is to turn off all of your email notifications. And the reason for that is because when 
you are a human being. You're just curious by nature. So when you see all the little pop-ups for the email, you know, popping up or dinging or, you know, you see a preview for the email, you really can't help but open that email up. And then what happens is you keep interrupting your flow of working. And before you know it, you literally have 14 emails open and you have nothing done. So one of my recommendations is for people to just turn off all of their email notifications and look at email intentionally. So mm-hmm. every couple of hours, go in there, see if there's any fires, because obviously there there's always going to be fires or important things that you're going to have to handle. And then a, a separate strategy is to categorize your emails, you know, mm-hmm. so things that you can delegate, things that you can delete or things that you can do right now, or even things that you can put off for, you know, a day or two. So you actually schedule it into your, into your yeah. strategy. To snooze so, it. Yeah. yeah. So those are a couple of things regarding email that you can yeah. do. That's but, good stuff. And, uh, well, we're going to, going to go to break again. Um, uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, email and productivity when we get back. Um, Remember that you can sponsor Bravehearts Radio for as little as $280 a week. And we're setting up individual podcast-style uh, infomercials, uh, 15 minutes of quality audio and video uh, you can use to promote your cause, your business, or you. Uh, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 seconds after these very important messages. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You are listening to Bravehearts Radio. We broadcast live on Voice America's flagship variety channel, and all the shows are available on demand 24 7 on your favorite podcast service. During the break, Rosie and I were talking about. Uh, how long we've we been doing this is this is the 86th episode of Bravehearts Radio. Um, so coming into the third segment, uh, and all 86 episodes are available uh, on demand uh, on the uh, uh, Voice America channels uh, uh, podcast service. Yeah, every podcast service you can imagine, they're they're all over the place. There, uh, coming into the third segment, I always like to say something about the National Day. Uh, NationalDayCalendar.com is one of the great supporters of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity, and April 28th every year is National Bravehearts Day. Uh, today is uh, Amaretto Day, uh, Garlic Day. And drum roll, please. It's North Dakota Day. And of course, I, I hail from the Peace Garden State. Uh, so, yay, North Dakota. Um, 
my my old uh, my old hometown there. North Dakota is a small town with long streets. Only six hundred thousand people that li- live in the in the whole uh, in the whole state. You know, wow. six, maybe seven hundred thousand. It's it it varies, you know. But uh, it's it's always been a kind of a low population state, mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I I think it's a uh, I think it's a beautiful place and uh, a lot of terrific friends there. Uh, Marlo and Alice Anderson at the uh, National Day Calendar among them. So, thanks for the uh, the support uh, from National Day Calendar. So, welcome back, Rosie. And uh, we're, we were talking about um, uh, some of the efficiencies that uh, we talked you know, when you had your your seminar that I did the wingman for. Yes. Um, the the email that the the three things the big three. Yeah, love that. That's, love that's, that idea. That's another one that I wanted to talk about. The big three. That's probably my favorite productivity strategy because with the productivity strategy. Now, mind you, all of these productivity strategies are so that you can be more um, obviously productive, but have more control of your day to day. I think again, you know, talking about the mindfulness, you know, we're so busy, you know, in the future and trying to plan. And I think we really need to try to have a little bit more control of our day and what Mm -hmm. we do. You could literally spend all day in email and not get anything done. And so whenever you do want to have uh, two or three projects to to get done, I always recommend to do the big three. And the big three is essentially you pick two, you know, uh, smaller items and then one bigger item. You put it on your list. And those are the three items that you have to focus first, preferably first in the day and try to get those done. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then you're definitely going to feel like you're more in control of your day. Instead of the email controlling you, you're going to control it and you're going to mm-hmm. feel more accomplished. And when you feel more accomplished, then that really feel makes you feel like you have control and power over your schedule. Because mm-hmm. again, I think our schedule controls us and so instead of us controlling it. So I think and, it's, it's really important to have some kind of strategy like this. Yeah, you know, I, I know one thing I, I find myself doing all the time is I'll open up my email and the first thing I do, I, I weed it. You know, okay. you know, delete, 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 you know, the ones that I'm, and then I, you know, I shuffle things and which, uh, you know, I, I'll find that I, I've been in email for 20 minutes. I'll shut down the computer. And I realize, oh, I went in for a specific reason to respond to a specific email and I have to turn the computer back on just for that. Um, do you find that uh, a lot of people have that um, uh, kind of working or picking around the edge? I'll take care of all the little stuff first, then I can really focus on the big things. Yes. And that's exactly why I recommend to try to do the two or three projects first. Uh, again, obviously, everybody comes in with the intention of kind of just sifting through your email. And I think mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. And again, if there's something urgent, you know, take care of that. But then put your email aside and tackle your project or tackle one of your projects, the one that's probably the easiest to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a project that is going to take a couple of hours, I have a different strategy with that. And that's called the Pomodoro Technique. Uh-huh. And with this, what you do is you take a timer and Pomodoro is the word Pomodoro is tomato in Italian. And uh, an Italian gentleman uh, created this or invented, I should say, mm-hmm. this um, productivity strategy because he was struggling in college to get all of his assignments done. Mm-hmm. So what he ended up doing is setting a timer and he actually had a tomato timer at home with him, which is why he called it the Pomodoro Technique. But you set it for 25 minutes and you basically have no distractions. So for this, and this is going to be the hardest part for people because you really need to focus on your project without your phone ringing, without checking social media, without checking your text messages. Mm -hmm. So either put your phone in a different room or put Mm -hmm. it on silent or turn it off. But if you focus for just 25 minutes without any distractions, and then you take a five minute break Mm -hmm. and you do that like two or three times a day, 
Yeah. You're going to be way more productive than you trying to set a two-hour time frame to do a project. So that is, yeah, that's amazing. I'm, you know, it, it I, um, there's there's something I I, I think of as I, I think of as as uh, co-perception, and it's the idea that. Um, uh, I like that idea because it sounds like something I I do, you know. So you know what I mean. Uh, when when we hear somebody say they do something and you say, "Oh yeah, I know that. I know that works." Then it, it always sounds much better, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and but I mean, so, it, it's true. It's like when yeah. you focus on something. And there's a book called Deep Work by mm-hmm. Al Newport, and he talks about just that. You know, you know, just doing deep focus and concentration and you know it's actually a huge commodity nowadays it's it's a it's a skill that people don't have because you know now we're like every time you hear the ding or the text or whatever we're like Pavlov's dog right you know Mm -hmm. you're like sorry you can't wait to see what's in that text which is um, why they say don't don't drive and text. <laughs> well, it, and and I understand that you know, like somebody gets a, a notice that uh, some there was a draft in their fantasy league. You know, it's like it pops in on their phone. It takes them two minutes to get back to the to what they were doing. Absolutely, and that's the thing, and that's the 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 other thing that is um, another productivity strategy that I talk about is try to chunk the task types that you do. So try to do all the same types of tasks, you know, during a whatever half hour, an hour Mm. time plan versus trying to do one here, one there, one there, because your mind, Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot longer to readjust. And people think that multitasking is this great thing. And it's not, it's really not. It damages your brain. It damages your, your creativity. And you're really not as productive as you think you are. Yeah, it's a, the, the, I suppose you could you could call that the multitasking myth, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, there I, there is something I'm I'm I know I'm pretty good at chunking because what I what I what I'm able to do is is I block things that that I just don't want to do, <laughs> and I, I you know what I do I schedule those for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, you know, the list of top skills, arrowing. What does that mean? Well, that means I put an arrow through a task that I had today and do it tomorrow instead. You know? <laughs> I don't know no. if that's going to be a resume item. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, the other thing that I think uh, we do as human beings that we just make ourselves suffer for no reason is mm-hmm. that one task that you are putting off, kind of like what you just said, Brian, you know, when you, if you literally set 25 minutes to try to get mm-hmm. that task done and then yeah. just get it done, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And I've been procrastinating, you know, for yeah. a week or three days or whatever. And you're just like dreading doing it. And then when you do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And we wasn't just. so bad. Yeah. That not, not, not nearly so bad. It yeah. isn't so nice to have it done. Yes. Uh, it, you know, when I, when I say that it, it's, it, it, it makes a lot of sense because it sounds like something I already do. I, I do this thing. I, I think of it as um, my uh, my school schedule and uh, my class my class schedule. So what I what I do is I say, okay, I've got uh, financial things I'm going to work on for 50 minutes, and then take it you know to have a 10 minute break. But it's like if it's if it's uh, that's that's my class time for that, you know. Yeah. So I, I I really can't do anything else because that's class time. Exactly. And I don't have to do it at some other time because it's not class time. You know, right. so if I've got a class scheduled, it's kind of like having the show scheduled, you know, Monday at three o'clock central time. It's it, this, this is it. It's live and not going to do something else. I'm not checking to see how my, my fantasy baseball team is doing. Right. Um, and um, I, I really don't do that anyway. But um, yeah, so that uh, that that class schedule or the Pomodoro method um, you know, by, by any other name that, uh, that's a, that's a terrific idea, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one other thing that I've been, uh, advertising or not advertising, but, uh, encouraging people to look into, and, uh, I know I did ask you if you would look into this, but the big one note, so yeah. Microsoft application, and it's, you know, similar to word or Excel or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's actually, 
a virtual notebook. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I've talked to you before about when I was in high school, I had this big trapper, trapper keeper, keeper that I loved. I loved my trapper keeper. It was like big pink and purple and it had all these like flaps and pockets and I had all these pencils and stuff. And I had a, a notebook for every subject. And essentially on OneNote, you can do the exact same thing. And it is amazing. I mean, you can organize things like you wouldn't believe in OneNote. And it's just extremely versatile, very easy to use. You can dictate your notes on there. So mm-hmm. I highly, highly recommend for anybody that is constantly taking notes on an, an actual notebook yeah. um, to transition and do it on OneNote. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and you know, uh, when I came out of my... Um my Easter retreat, my personal retreat, I, I had um, I had four things, four cornerstone, four corner pieces to the puzzle, if you will, mm-hmm. that uh, to work on. One was to rewrite the intro to the show and include the uh, the promotion for Brave Hearts for Kids. You know, for two hundred and eighty dollars, you know, you can you can help support Brave Hearts for Kids and do something good for your business. You know that, and uh, and I I hadn't been. I hadn't been promoting that um, on the show and, and it, it's a, it's a, a terrific opportunity that I really need to do. And then the second was uh, to set up one note. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so I, I did set it up and I think, you know, I, I think we're scheduled for our masterminds group this Friday, right, yes. Rosie? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, Ro- Rosie does uh, executive coaching and leads masterminds and, and she and I have been involved with a mastermind group. Uh, leading uh, the from the National Speakers Association for a couple of years now, yeah. um, and uh, we want to get in touch with her about uh, executive coaching, mastermind speaking engagements. Uh, Rosie at nineteen stages dot com. Uh, if you want to help, uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, uh, BraveHeartsForKids dot org. Uh, if you want to um, have a uh, a, a 15-minute infomercial to promote your your business, your cause, or you. Um, you know, get in touch with me at uh, Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Uh, we'll be going to a break again shortly. My goodness, time flies when you're having fun. Um, we're going to Machu Picchu in uh, September, and, um, uh, and in December, um, Machu Picchu BraveHeartsAdventures.org. I got so many websites in my head, I can hardly keep them straight. So stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 seconds after these very important messages. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. Uh, we are planning a couple trips to Machu Picchu this September and December. You can check these out at machupicchu.braveheartsadventures.org. Braveheartsadventures.org, vacations with purpose. That's kind of new for us. Uh, we're we're going to be doing the cooking show from uh, Daniel Gutierrez Kitchen at the Catalina Retreat Center in Pizac. Um you know, this this cooking show idea, you know how it, as divided and divisive as things can be in our world, we like to eat each other's foods, <laughs> you know? And um, so, you know, we uh, coming down the, the home stretch here, as it were, and uh, Rosie, you, you had something about a mindfulness piece and, and an app that you wanted to uh, bring up here too, right? Yeah. So, uh Again, you know, going back to the radical mindfulness, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. we're talking about mindfulness, and I think more and more people are trying to meditate and looking for that one um, how to meditate, Mm -hmm. because it's so hard for people to meditate, because when you sit down, they say, clear your mind. And you're like, huh, what? What do Mm -hmm. you mean, clear my mind? And then you have all these thoughts that are coming at you. And you're like, I don't know how to do this meditation thing. So although I can meditate, it takes a lot of effort for me to meditate. And Mm -hmm. I do meditate for maybe like 10 to 15 minutes. I'm I'm certainly no expert in meditation, but Mm -hmm. bringing your thoughts back to yourself or, you know, again, being in the present moment, uh, uh, dealing with your breath, that kind of stuff, that's, you know, part of meditation. But I recently discovered, um, it's actually not an application, but it is, it's called positiveprime.com. And it's a series of, so it's like meditation without meditation. Mm-hmm. It's a series of many different pictures. And they're oh, usually yeah. positive pictures like people laughing, babies, you know, pets, stuff like that. And you just sit there and mm-hmm. you watch the session. And each session is anywhere between uh, three minutes to an hour. So whatever you want. Mm. But they say the science behind it proves that if you sit there and watch the positive prime for at least three minutes, you will get similar benefits as you would if you were to actually sit there and meditate. And they say that the benefits uh, last like six to eight hours after you meditate. So it's actually, it's really cool. But I recently discovered it and and I've been uh, doing it and I just sit there and, you know, in the morning when I'm eating my oatmeal in the morning, I put Mm -hmm. a session and I'll, you know, watch a session for like 10, 15 minutes. And it really does put you in a good frame of mind. And so Obviously, it's nothing that people have to do, but it's an alternative to those, you know, that really want to meditate and don't know how. I think this is the perfect solution for meditating without meditating. Yeah. Positiveprime.com. Yes. Yep. Not a sponsor of Bravehearts Radio, but yeah, we'll give them a we'll give them a heads up. Yeah, <laughs> I love doing that too. Yeah, speaking of not a sponsor, but uh, give them a heads up. Uh, Center for Purposeful Leadership. Um, you know, I, I I missed the Monday meeting this this morning. Center. I for, did too. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, um, I did. I, uh, I, I know you're you're taking the art of convening now, which is a mm-hmm. a, a great uh, a great program. Really enjoyed that, and um, I use it. I use it for the show. You know. Um, okay. the, the idea that, uh, that we're convening something, I'm convening a meeting with you, yes. I'm convening a meeting with our audience, yes. and it's a, it's a different, um, a, a convening a gathering, convening a meeting, I guess, but uh, convening is, um, is, is bringing people together for, uh, for some outcome, you know. Yes. And, with um, intention, that's, the, that's what yeah. I love about the art of convening is to, you know, meet with intention and then mm-hmm. like that have an outcome. So yeah, absolutely. mindfulness and intentionality, a lot of it's all related. Um, there's a, I, I was reminded of a story about um, um, a, a young man who uh, climbed to the top of a mountain to seek, uh, to seek the meaning of life. And he got up to the top of the mountain. There's the wise, wise woman at the top of the mountain. And as he approached her, she said, uh, young man, you have a problem. He, he said, how could you know that I have a problem? She said, not only do you have a problem, you have 79 problems. 
He said, how could you know that I have 79 problems? And she said, it's very simple. Everyone has 79 problems. (laughs) And you know what? As soon as you solve one, another will come along to take its place. Yes, it will. And the young man started down the mountain. He was a little disturbed, but he realized on his way back down the mountain that he had come to an understanding that the meaning of life is to solve our problems one at a time. Right. (laughs) But it's also, I think, to try to have fun while we solve our our problems. And that's, again... That's, again, one of the things of we're so busy in the past and in the future that we forget to have fun. And, you know, for myself, actually, I was, you know, I I know how to have fun. Mm -hmm. Not really. I think about it. I'm like, okay, when was the last time I had fun? And it's like, I really can't think about a time that I've had fun before the pandemic started, that is. Mm. And uh, so... We have to be intentional about creating that fun, you know. So mm-hmm. I actually just uh, started a puzzle because to me, doing a puzzle is fun. It's relaxing. It kind of keeps me in the moment. And so that was part of my uh, attempt to just make sure that I'm in the present moment. So yeah. I think having fun is a really big deal. Fun is, uh, you know, I, I, I have a slogan. If you have more fun, you get more done. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I really believe that gratitude is the beginning of all good things. Got a lot of, uh, got a lot of slogans like that, but, uh, man, you know, speaking of fun, time flies when you're having fun and we're there already. Uh, just one more thing, Brian. So, you know, when people are engaged in their work, the productivity for their um, their work goes up 14%. Mm. So if they're happy and engaged in the work that they do, they are much more productive, which obviously not, not only benefits them, but it also benefits the company. So I really encourage people to try to become engaged in the work that they do. Be happy, get promoted, uh, keep your peeps happy, and uh, have a better business. Sounds like an, sounds like a, a pretty good solution. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we've been talking with uh, career progression expert Rosie Zelinskas about uh, unlocking the leader within. Uh, remember to go to BraveHeartsForKids.org and help in any way you can. Uh, just $20 can bring a, a banner of joy to a child with cancer. Uh, means more now than ever before to those families. And please plan to join us uh, every Monday live at 3 o'clock Central Time or any time you like on your favorite podcast service for all 86 episodes of the Bravehearts Radio Show. More to come. Next week, we'll have as our guest Pablo Gonzalez, and he'll be talking about the relationship flywheel, uh, something that I thought when, when he first told me about it sounds an awful lot like what I call circular mentoring. That's co-perception. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.